Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. We were pretty geeked about just ensuring that that good nights lived, you know? It's so important to the fabric of comedy. Comedy is such a tight-knit community that they're all so excited to be together, and you're just hanging out with professional comedians. Like, one is enough. It's so much fun to begin with, and then you're locals. But when you get that whole group going, I mean, there's nothing more fun in the world. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. For nearly 40 years, Goodnight's Comedy Club has woven itself into the fabric of Raleigh's identity, hosting everyone from hordes of local rising talents to the likes of Ellen DeGeneres, Jerry Seinfeld, Jay Leno, Aziz Ansari, Chris Rock, you get the idea. The Morgan Street Joggernaut holds an iconic place in Raleigh's comedy and nightlife scene, so you can imagine the outcry when owners announced Goodnights would be closing and moving. Raleigh Magazine revealed in its May issue, The Big News, that Goodnights would be relocating permanently to the infamous Underground at Village District, with a temporary stop in the old K&W space. With me today is Brad Grossman, co-owner of Helium, the family-owned and operated business that bought Goodnights in 2013, and longtime Goodnights booker and manager, Jerry Menges, to talk about the club's exciting future. Guys, thanks for coming in. Yeah, here's the K&W. Huh? I think it's the greatest I'm thing psyched. ever. We Where are comedy s- was meant to be. I mean, yeah. who would have thought? So the last show on Morgan Street was just a couple of days before this. You got to have some mixed feelings about closing Morgan Street, but also kind of what's ahead. I mean, I I try not to get emotional about it. Love the building. It has so much history. So, But we're excited. The current Good Nights at Morgan Street was arguably built for comedy in the 1980s, which was great for then. 
But today, it's what it, it, I try to see it as like an opportunity, right? Is that like we can reshape the room into like a wonderful experience how we envision it. So it's it's what do they say? Bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Well, and especially for Raleigh. I mean, I, I told you my first comedy show was there. I mean, I've seen so many great shows up. I mean, even recently in the last couple of years, Aziz, when he came through town, sneaking through town um, after a concert he'd been to to try out new material. And I love sitting close. I've seen some amazing shows there. So, yeah, it has the nostalgia of being the first, but I've also seen comedy in some great cities. I mean, I've been to your spot in Philly. I mean, that's— Is that right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's going to be kind of cool to see it in its next iteration. That's cool. Jerry's been on my team for a long time, but the last three, four years, it's been great to work together because we've redesigned a number of buildings. And we, you visited Philly, Helium Philly, and this club is built almost, I mean. Very similar to that showroom and feel. And we've gotten to learn from all of our mistakes with new clubs and, you know capitalize on the things we did right. And I think this new Raleigh Club is going to really encapsulate It's going to be nuts. That. The room is really similar to Philly. It's really cool. So let's back up for a second. And I like to assume that every human has read Raleigh Magazine or listened to our podcast. I read it weekly. Exactly. It comes out monthly. But, but. I know. I, <laughs> he goes back for things he yeah. misses Yeah, there each you go. Week. I can never digest all of it once. Let's go back. So HM Partners buys the building. And you know you're moving. The announcement's made. You tell us, we're not going away. We're figuring it out. I know that Greg Sandruder with HM Partners said to me, he said, I offered them bright, new, shiny space in one of my new buildings. You and I have talked about this. Bright, new, shiny is not really kind of the look or the feel you wanted, right? We don't do bright, new, and shiny. We usually do new. We like new, finished. Uh, But for us, we... All of our uh, all of our venues, we try to maintain an underground feel, you know, where it it feels good to be there, and it's a little dark. The ceilings are low, you know. So, whose idea? How did the idea come up? To, hey, let's go to underground at Village District, formerly Cameron Village. We looked at a lot of spots. Really? I've been looking at real estate for the last three years. Where Where else did you look? Let's go there. Um, there's a really cool furniture store downtown. Oh, Kimball's. Kimball's. And it was bought, the building was purchased. Uh, that was neat. There were no columns down there. It's, it's underground. It's nuts. Uh, I, I think um, my concern was like an egress issue, life safety, which is a weird thing to say on a podcast, but, uh, <laughs> but it was really neat. So that was a really cool underground space. We were trying to make that work, but it just wasn't going to work out right. with, with the landlord. Um, we saw a lot of spaces, freestanding buildings. I think the underground was what was so attractive. I mean, people from here still call good nights, Charlie good nights. Right. And that's not how I know good nights. So it's kind of gives us that opportunity to like kind of throw back to when it was Charlie good nights and there was an underground and REM was playing across the street under, ever, under these parking lots. So it's, it's kind of a throwback to that. Well, and it's a cool space for people who yeah. just moved here, who, weren't alive or, you know, listeners, it, I mean, it was an underground scene with bands and big acts, comedy, music, anybody you could think of had come through town and played there. I have a friend who I had dinner with last week who said, I was a bartender down there. And I mean, he goes, I was in college. It was cool. And so, you know, we can't picture it because it's been a long time since it's been open, but it's going to be a neat space. So 
you settle on this space. And for, again, for people who haven't read the magazine, this is the corner where Bargain Box was. It's beside Flying Biscuit Cafe. Correct. And the there will be on the top of that. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, you do. I do. Shake Shack is going in yeah. um, at the top. Beside that, and that'll wrap around the entrance. Correct. So people can eat all times of the day, yeah. enjoy the it's space awesome. round. And then you just showed me photos of what the staircase going downstairs is going Grand to look staircase. like. Grand yeah. staircase. Box office at the top. At the Bo- bottom. At the bottom. Box. Yeah. So you go down the grand stairs, box office at the bottom. Yep. And you will – so tell us about it, what you know. What Jerry, you tell us what you think about it. I mean – well, our beautiful grand entrance. I mean, you're going to go down the staircase. You're going to be met immediately by our awesome box office staff. You're going to see a bar just to your right, showroom door straight ahead, big, grandiose entrance. Wow, uh, that's all I got on the box office. He let it out. Two showrooms, two which showrooms, showrooms oh, mean stages yeah, yeah. with comedians on them. So two shows going on simultaneously. Yep. Similar. Have you ever seen a show in the old third floor at Good Nights? Yes. Okay. So very similar to that, but modernized. Right. I, I remember those Not days. new, not shiny. No. Modernized. Right. <laughs> Modernized, but underground with all that, the brick and the yeah. low, dark. Yeah. Everything but the smoky. Two stages. So go back to that time. So we'll have one bigger, one up and coming. How does that work? Tell me about that. Yeah, Mr. Booker. For sure. Typically in the main room, we'll have someone who's more established that you would know from whatever TV, Netflix special that you've seen them on podcast, and then- the small room are going to be the super funny people who are up next. They're just a couple of years from that big room who great young comics who are taking their next step to becoming nationally touring headliners. So we'll bring people in who are young up and comers. And then we'll also utilize that for all of our great local comics so that they're getting ample stage time and they're able to improve and grow and be ready to go into the main room soon too. It is great that the small room will also operate on Friday and Saturday nights, right? Yeah. So when, I mean, that's the time we want our locals to get stage time, right? So more people can see them and it helps them grow. It's a great opportunity for that. We tried to do it. We did it. I think we did pretty well on the third floor at Good Nights right now. But this being integrated onto one floor, it, it's going to be, the experience is going to be uh, just fantastic. It, it really is going to be so different than what people have. Oh, and here's the big upgrade. Because I've been hearing a lot about this recently. I will admit the bathrooms at Good Nights are absolutely <laughs> It was on atrocious. my list. But I just want to be clear. the bill, We're done. We left. We actually huh. just finished packing up today. And our new bathrooms are going to be, they're going to be special. Yeah. it's no, It was an old building. You know, it was part of the nostalgia of going there. You know, there mm. are other places in town I go to that. It was awful. Uh, no, no, no. It was awful. You're you guys got to be excited about the new bathrooms. It's going to be the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah, I just want to like clear the air. Like I know the bathrooms are. There was nothing we could do. Okay. Going to be such a distant hundred year old like pipes underneath the the building that were collapsing every other year. Stuff. Yeah. So theoretically, I mean, there'll be a lot more shows, a lot more comedians coming through. Yeah. With having two shows going on. So much more stage time to offer. So many more different acts we're going to be able to bring in. It just, I mean, it, it's essentially like we're running two clubs simultaneously in one building. There's going to be a lot more shows happening. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. 
You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. So there were some things that we all loved about the old building that we put in the story, the, gr- the old green room. So I know when we met and toured it, you told me that you were working on plans of how to chisel it out and take it with you, what you were going to do. Did you figure out a plan? So hang on, let me back up. I, I leave out details because I assume everybody knows what I know. So Brad took, took uh, Melissa, the editor, and I on a tour of some of the spaces that you don't get to see at Good Nights if you've gone to a show and took us into the old smaller green room, um, which is what, four by four, six by four? <laughs> tiny little room. It's a tiny room. It was an elevator shaft. For yeah. the old ice cream factory. And everyone that has come through yeah. over 40 years, or 40 years has signed the wall. Yeah, this upcoming year. I mean, years. it is gorgeous. I yeah. mean, it is a piece of history. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I wish I had taken more photos of it when I was in there. Um, but we found certain names of people that Melissa and I had seen on stage and yeah. took a photo of it. So what did you decide? Can you take it with you? We're taking it with us digitally. The shaft is load-bearing, so we we can't. Uh, hopefully, if and when the building falls, we can we can figure out how to rummage and get those some of those pieces out. But it, yeah, it was special. I even think uh, you have a photo in the issue mm-hmm. about good nights that people should check out, and we'll we'll give you some more photos that you can you yeah. can share because they're fantastic. But rich history, so. Uh, that's the one thing that one of the things that I wish we could take with us is that that elevator shaft, the green room. It's a it's a special piece of history. I wish you could pull it out because I could see it even if it couldn't be in the new location. You can see it being part of the City of Raleigh Museum downtown. I know that they would love to have it. Um, I mean, I think they could do their own exhibit. Hint, hint, Ernie, if you're listening, Ernie, there should be a good nights. Um, exhibit that opens about the time you open underground. We should work that out, maybe integrated yeah. with some underground history. That's awesome. Okay, so tell me more. Anything else about the space I need to know? New space. Um, anything that that wasn't in the article? We could regurgitate a little bit, which we're pretty. So how many people about. in each in each showroom, we'll which means stage? Well, definitely, we're going to fit near three hundred. We have to once we. Once we get that that room built and we get tables and chairs, and then we'll really start to know what what we're going to see. You don't know until you're in there. But I have a, we should be at least three hundred, and then our small room, hopefully sixty to eighty, is what we're That's we're cool. aiming for. That's it, nice it's, and intimate. So it's a perfect intimate. size. Yeah, perfect size. And like Jerry said, I mean, you're going to have there are going to be some real names that you recognize in that small room just as well. So you can have an intimate night. With even like a Greg Fitzsimmons, hopefully, where he'll do, you know, five shows in the small room. And it's what an experience, you know, to be up close and personal. You like to sit up close. I, I know that. So, you know, a lot of people, one of the coolest stories, do you mind? No, please. One of the coolest stories, um, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was Shane Torres who was at uh, the Improv. 
And, you know, we talk about good nights being like a staple of Raleigh and a staple of comedy. Like it's been around for 40 years. It's actually one of the oldest comedy clubs that still exists today, which is why, I mean, we, when we knew that uh, the owner was looking to sell it, like we were pretty geeked about just ensuring that, that good nights lived, you know, it's so important to the fabric of comedy. And, and I go back to that because it's, it's so important. And, and even the comics know it. So when Shane was at uh, the improv and he had one show, he came over after to hang out. And then Doug Benson was there because he had a show the next day. So he was hanging out. And then I think, was it Mark you Norman? You Norman there. Mark Norman was headlining the night. So at Good Nights, which is in the middle of North Carolina, we had one up and coming. We had one who was already established. And Mark Norman is arguably the biggest headliner right now in the country, all at Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was insane. Like, what a great memory. Yeah. And we don't see that at a lot of our yeah. places. People aren't always kind of rotating. It was, it was really neat. out together, yeah. Yeah, it was neat. It was our own little comedy store moment. Hats off to the comedy store. Well, that's that's what we've always heard is that people like to practice their material. Or if they're doing a show or they're coming through, they, they always reached out about doing one stop here because there's so much history. One of the things that the Morgan Street location was, was part of the iconic, I guess, view of it was the brick wall. Will that be part of the background on the two stages? One of the stages will have a brick wall. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, that's kind of a, a lean in and a nod to yeah. your old location. It's a good nod. And it's the original brick from 80 years ago or however old the building is. But I don't know. I think we need to kind of – we're talking about how do you elevate a space, right, mm -hmm. and modernize it, but also like thread that culture of what comedy is and what it, where it should be. So I think keeping the old mm -hmm. and then uh, the other space, it's like what am I going to do, lay brick? Yeah. And it's like, hey, we put in a brick wall, so you, no. No. Get out of here. Right. But we'll give you the old brick. Yeah. If it's the old brick and it's organically there, it makes yeah, sense. Why not? Lean into it. Yeah. Sure. So talk a little bit. So you have, we're a couple of days out of the close of Morgan Street. I know you don't know exactly. When do you think the KWG will open? The KWG. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, we won't be open by the airing of this podcast. Okay. But if the everybody's friendly at the city, I think we could be open in the next week and a half, two weeks. Wow. At KNW, we're pretty ready. Audio's in, video's getting in. We're right there. We're right there. Got to get some tables and chairs and some microphones. Pretty yeah. cool. So what did you do with the buffet down the middle? We're going to keep it. Oh, my gosh. We got some very exciting things for the buffet. <laughs> That's another exhibit for the Raleigh Historical Society. Yeah. People can come in pre-show, tour the buffet. Tour the buffet. Yeah. yeah. That's a good call. So, Can I stop you for a second? Sure. I just want to say, regardless of if you read the Raleigh magazine, I wasn't paid to do this, but the support that we've gotten from you guys has been tremendous. I think your interest in this business is just super cool because there aren't a lot of people who reached out. They're kind of like moving on and like not interested we're just doing them, and you guys are awesome. It's it's really cool. I appreciate that. I, you know, part of it is it's it's quintessential Raleigh. You know, it's I agree. And, and I think our job, and I tell our team all the time, is for us to tell the stories no one else is telling, but also to make everyone feel like an insider. This has been around for forty years. Yeah. You want to be an insider in Raleigh, you have to know good nights. I agree. You have to understand the the historical part of it, but also be part of the future of it. So, and it's pretty cool. I'm psyched about it. We, Our interest is to ensure that there's accessibility 
to things that the community wants to see. Big headliners, small headliners, up-and-comers, things that are more affordable. That's what we're trying to do. I hate like leaning on the fact that we're a business. Could we could we do more business and bring huge headliners that are yeah, but I think it's so important to represent. So just accessibility. You're talking about like being local, mm-hmm. right? Like doing cool stuff and making sure that everybody can. I don't know. Right now, it's like people need comedy. Ugh. We talked about this. Yes, it was like two months ago. I came in. You're a champion of making sure that the good night story gets told, but it's important to us. I mean, that's the thread, right? Right. Like we need more of this. We need more. And and you said. If you look back at history, laughter and comedy has what it's what's brought us out of many hard times as a country and a world. Yeah. We've certainly been through that. And how I, do we do that organically? Like where the comedians recognize that like it's it's part of their job. Where it's like uh they can see past it. You know what I'm saying? In what sense? I just think it's so important. Like uh like we, you and I can only do so much. We book the right people. We host the shows, we build the clubs, we make sure that it's like, it's the right environment. How do we get to the next step where, I mean, I think we're starting to see it. People are starting to break barriers where you look at people like Andrew Schultz or Shane Gillis, regardless of how you feel about them, if you put them in context of who they are, comedians, trying to tell jokes so we all laugh at ourselves and remind ourselves that like, we don't need to take life so serious. We should be aware of what our interests are and share those thoughts with the people around us. So important. But to like remind us to like laugh at ourselves. I don't know how we take the next step. It was one of the things I was going to ask you about. I told him when I when I met him the first time. I said I'm not funny. <laughs> My family tells me I'm not funny. I think I'm funny, but I'm not funny. And you had good nights here. We did a story on it the first year I launched the magazine. We did a story about the classes that you offered. Want to become a comedian? Want to be funny? And I really thought about taking it, but we sent someone took the class wrote a story about it. It was pretty cool. Will you do that kind of stuff, or is that sort of an old business model? I know you were doing it at one point. No, we still do the comedy classes, still going on, and it's a really great opportunity for people, I mean, to learn the rhythms of comedy and get more comfortable public speaking and learn how to get a laugh. It's a really useful skill for a lot of people, and it's really fun just to hang out with people who Mm – because I think most people in their day-to-day life don't have the opportunity to maybe make those jokes in the office, wherever they are. And I think that opens a door to them to be around people who are more open to comedy and kind of want to embrace the same thing. So I think a lot of times taking those classes introduces you to a lot of people who are, you know, more similar to you and have similar interests and just want to laugh and, like Brad's saying, not take life so seriously. Well, you're right. I mean, you stand up if you have to do any public speaking or you have to host a podcast. You kind of want to be funny once in a while or have a a zinger here or there. So it you you can use it even if you're never going to hit the stage with it. It is a chance for you to learn some skills. I totally agree. It's a really good just general life skill. It helps you with public speaking, making friends, breaking the ice, anything. It's great. Do you have to have your own jokes? You do. <laughs> Someone will help cultivate them for you, but you have to, they're not just going to, you know, you can't just show up and they're gonna be like, all right, here's your, get, here's your joke. We're just going to yeah. teach a whole bunch of hacks yeah. in here. That's so funny. No, the fun is coming up with your own stuff. Yeah. And then you'll perform at the end, see how you do against your classmates. There's, there's lots more I'm sure you can tell me about the spaces, but we're really excited, obviously. But we've touched on something about comedy and the world we live in right now is really hard on comics, I think. I think I haven't seen that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's happened? 
Please no, tell me. I'm, you make a joke and you get slapped on television. That's and a, that's it, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Or you you make the wrong joke and suddenly there's cancel culture and you don't have a career anymore. Is there? You know more about comedy than I do. Talk a little bit about you deal with comedians. You talk to them all the time. How how do you handle that? How do they handle it? Or how do we as consumers do a better job of laughing at it? You know the one word that um always flies her off as is context. We've all forgotten context when we react. And so I think that's the biggest thing is that we we keep trying to remind people. I mean, we, whenever we whenever we uh, share a show or market a show, it's like, make sure you, you watch or you watch a video or read a bio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a, uh, how do you deal with it and how do you represent and how do you stay objective and make sure that, you know, all voices are heard. And it's not like... Um, I don't know. Do you have an opinion? I mean, yeah, I think that's a big part of it is, you know, diversifying your acts and giving people what they want to see. So you have, you know, kind of an opportunity for everybody to come to the club. But I also think the people who are upset and yelling about comedy generally are not the people who are going to the clubs too frequently anyway. I think most people you talk to and ask who their favorite comics are, you know, are pretty loose and they understand what a comedian's job is. I think most people, people appreciate good comedy and they're not getting fired up as it may seem in headlines or when you watch the Oscars. I don't think that's the everyday man. I think most people appreciate what's happening in comedy and and know the context and know that it's a joke at the end of the day. Well, I think your point's right. I think if you're going to see a new comedian and you're thinking about buying tickets, go to YouTube, watch a video. Just just make sure. Educate yourself. Because regardless of the topic, there are comedians that don't appeal to me because it's not necessarily the genre that I find funny. And then there's some that I absolutely love, but it just depends on the mood. And also it's never about political issues. It's just more about their, maybe their platform or how they present it. Um, But I think you, there's something out there for everybody. I think that uh, the noise is extremely loud. It is. Like we don't see a lot of people unhappy with shows. Like, yes, you should do your research just cause you should. It's like, But we don't see a lot of people walking out. It's just the people that are making the most noise, and it feels so loud that we're questioning everything. Right. We do it in every part of our in every part of society. We're questioning everything. It's so awful, isn't it? It is. But yeah, it's, it, it's context. It is. It's context for sure. And when did we get so serious? When did we get so touchy feely and get our feelings hurt so easily? I do like the touching. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> but when did we get so serious? No, I, I I agree. I mean, I I I have been known to be called insensitive, and you know, but I think it's that I'm not. I don't get my feelings hurt easily. I I worked in television for years, and so you got to have tough skin. People are going to tell it like it is. We all had tough skin. Like we've all, a lot of us have grown up through. We were just talking about this in the car because I was going on a rant just about like <laughs> there have been recessions. There was 2000, then we had 2001, then we had 2008. It's like. Living just isn't easy. There are always challenges. And we had such thick skin. We figured out how to work with it. And right now it's like the noise is so loud that we have to like be serious. So I'm just grateful for what we do. It's like we get to bring comedy to the world. It's like, yeah, okay, someone didn't like their chicken fingers. I'm sorry. Like we'll figure it out. Let's figure it out. But it's not the end of the day. Let's focus on like – why we're on this earth. Right. Like, let's have a good time. Enjoy one another. Let's laugh. 
Absolutely. And we all need it. We need lots of jokes. And, you know, and I'm going to go, I'm going to use this opportunity to say, and I'm sure that Raleigh Magazine is going to have tickets to Good Night's opening night at KWG. And uh, <laughs> and when you open Underground, we're going to work something out so you can count Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. We got we to gotta embrace the KWG. I like it. I don't know if you're going to give me it a looks. It looks good. It's clean. It's new. Everything's we've we have taken care of it, so it's the showroom is just like any of our regular. You're beautiful, great for comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. I can't wait. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, twelve rotating craft beers, and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit? Craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. Back up. Let's talk timeline. So next week to 10 days, two weeks, we'll be open at K&W at Village District. I know we don't know. In the article, we said maybe early 2023, January um, I know it depends on the world, but is that what we're thinking? I think we're on target. On target early. Yeah. I mean, the world's a different place in construction right now. Yeah. So I would love to do New Year's there, which would be super special. That would be amazing. It'd be awesome. That's my target. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's going to listen back. They're like, you said New Year's. It's yeah. going to be mm-hmm. April. We're going to be getting this clipped out, sent yeah. to us every day. Some of it you just can't control. <laughs> so it is what it is. But you got to set a goal or you never get there. There you go. And I just wrote it down on a piece of paper. They say, write your goals down. So I wrote it down for you. Cool, write it down. So we do this thing at the end Share called it, Rapid Fire. Like so I ask a bunch of questions. I'm going to ask it and both of you answer. Favorite show that you've ever done or at Good Nights? I, I do have a favorite. It's not comedy. It's okay. Um, but this was just such a cool moment in time. Remember Lucas Graham? Mm-hmm. I was seven years old or whatever it was. The radio station was like, hey, we need a venue. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, put him up, put him up at good nights. And he played there. And it was such a special moment because in time, like he was like a pop star. And it was just really neat. Not comedy related. I have comedy related things, but I thought it was really neat. That is neat. You know, there's so many uh, music venues that bring in comedians. Oh, yeah. And it was just nice to like see the other side Go of it. the other way. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I always love Burke Kreischer shows. Yeah. Such an exciting, Fantastic. fun energy. Just like it feels like music. Like the energy is just so different Shirts from off. regular. Yeah, ambiance of a comedy show. It's just yeah. like buzzing excitement and energy. And then the after party, where typically comedy club people shuffle out after yeah. the show. They're there for the show. Burt shows. Everybody's there, hanging out. Stays at the club for hours afterwards. So just very fun. I mean, daytime, like Cinco de Mayo matinee shows where people are there 10 a.m. and then seven hours later. So those are always very, very fun. I still think my favorite show was what I brought up earlier, which I don't know if it's making the podcast. It was Shane Torres. It was Mark Norman and Doug Benson 
all at good nights on different stages. I mean, just awesome. Good memory for us. Yeah. I mean, you have some memories from good nights oh, where sure. you talked about Ellen and, and yes. Leno and yeah. Seinfeld. They were all there. But for us, I mean. But those are always the most fun when you have multiple headliners in one weekend because it's, it's like. nuts. Comedy such a tight knit community that they're all so excited to be together, and you're just hanging out with professional comedians. Like one is enough. It's so much fun to begin with, and then your locals. But, but you, when you get that whole group going, I mean, there's nothing yeah. more fun in the world. I can't imagine sitting there and just listening to them talk. Yeah, and what that that how hysterical that must be when they're just riffing off each other and comedian. So I asked you this question three months ago, so you can't give me the same answer. Comedian we should be watching that maybe we don't know. You said Mark Norman. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. People still ask us today. Sure. Can you believe this guy? Have you ever Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, did he's 10 sold-out shows with him. Yeah. Yeah, so Mark Norman's not that. You Fair. Know, okay. Not, okay, relax. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever. What do you got? You got Up-and-coming comics. I really like hmm, Ian Lara. I really like. Caitlin Palufo, I think, is really funny. Paul Varghese is someone we just taped a special with. Randy Feltface, we just released a special of his. Yeah. Australian comic who's fantastic. Not to plug, but so we're taping specials and shooting specials. Helium Comedy Studios on YouTube, all free. Uh, we just did Randy Feltface. We released him two days ago. He's at 150,000 views. Really fantastic. Great, great special. We're excited about it. I think that's pretty cool. I think the fact that it's free comedy that you can get. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's an extension of what you're doing. I, it's I our goal. It. Just keep elevating comedy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you've got a lot of names I don't know. So <laughs> I wrote them all down. I'm going home and do my homework. Gosh, so, and there's, I mean, there's gonna, just so many. It's such a great time for comedy where people are doing so many podcasts and there's so many opportunities for people to get on stage now. I mean, there's just countless young comics that are up and coming and getting so much better. So put you on the spot. Do you have a joke? Do you have a favorite joke that you tell? Either of you. No, I'm not funny like you. I don't tell any jokes. I don't believe that, but I bet you're funny. I bet you have a joke. But mine's too dirty. I can't tell mine. Tell yours, please. <laughs> nope, can't. Come on. Nope. And Why? I'm a terrible joke teller, and I'm certainly not going to do it on a podcast. How how dirty is dirty on a scale of one to ten? Um, it's probably a nine and a half. So I'll tell you later, but not now. So. And it's not it's not nine and a half on my scale. Your scale, it would probably be a six. But yeah, I'm a mom. You can't. <laughs> I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's go. I feel like you have a joke. You have a joke. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Why are you bringing it back to that? I was totally diverting. No, I, I just I feel like you guys are around jokes all the time. So you probably have people expect you to be kind of funny. You know, it's uh, constantly disappoint yeah. people. Yeah, I he does it. disappoint people I, all the time. I, I doubt get around it. it. <laughs> We, we're around comedy so He's much. He's your booker. That's not a good thing. If your booker is <laughs> constantly disappointing. Well, if you think about it, we're around comedy so much, mm. and it takes a lot to get us to laugh, right? Oh, that's true. I, I think mean, about think about that. it. If you worked at a bagel store. Now I understand why he never laughs at any of my jokes. Yeah. Or, I think you're extremely or, or, funny. Or doesn't answer my I want to hear the nine and a half. Time. <laughs> uh, but we're around it, right? Like if you worked at a bagel store or the restaurant, like yeah. you like the food. You don't love it, right? right. You've right. had it. Oh, yeah. So uh, it takes a lot. But that, that's what makes Jerry's job, my brother's job, so hard is because, you know, they're looking for the best. And it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good challenge. I don't get too much into jokes. We, I, I joke with you because right. that's who I am, but <laughs> I don't tell jokes. Right. I still want the nine and a half. Can we do it now? Nope, nope. nope. Okay, uh, so my last question, and 
neither of you can opt out of this or try to be divert, divert me. I've never opted out. Who would you like to see be the comedian on the big stage opening good nights at Village District Underground? If I could have anybody, it would be Adam Kate in Holland because he's already booked for New Year's Eve. So <laughs> <laughs> that would mean I would have to move him. Yeah, Jerry um, doesn't do well with cancellations. He has to deal with the agent, the manager. Uh, we don't want to disappoint customers. So right. it'd be good uh, if we uh, had the person yeah. we expect. But if you could have anybody. Anybody? Yeah. Let's dream big. Because well, who knows if all three of us want the same person, you know. Maybe we have some clout. I don't. You dead or alive. <laughs> we're not bringing someone. Okay. I'm just saying. Let's like, go if dead we're opening. And, let's go dead and alive. Okay. So dead, who would you want to bring back to be on stage? Prior. Oh, my God. That'd be great. I didn't yeah. even go there. I, uh, I'm Greg Giraldo on that one. Oh, That's Patrice. fine. No, no. Stay with Patrice, but stay with Prior. We don't yeah. have to switch. Well, don't can, opt out. I can out. switch. I'm not opting out. There's a lot of great dead And see, this is where I'm out, out funnied or out. Are you familiar with Greg Giraldo? No. But oh. I, what I was going to say is the person, I'm worried if I have an answer here, you both are going to roll your eyes. No, go. No. Your respect. I'm, I was going to say, I want Chris Rock. He He's came through okay. here twice. He's very much alive. I've been a Chris Rock fan, but not a huge Chris Rock fan. I told you this. I think the way he handled himself and the way he's handled himself since, I would love to be on stage when and if he decides to cut loose and say what he really thinks. And he's eventually going to do that. He's on stage. I know he's on stage. But he not. came through here twice, and I still couldn't get him. I've been trying to get an interview with him. So if you guys get him, then I might get an interview with him. That's cool. So that would uh, be my wish. I dig that. Who yeah. and so alive? Chris Rock is a good one. Yeah, I mean, I still think Chappelle. Oh God, that'd be amazing. Jerry, you're canceled. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. You're fired. <laughs> He's not fired. He's never fired. I love me some Jerry. Yeah. But wait, did you pick a comic? No, for... he's stalling. No, he's... No, I'm not stalling. Who, who's, you're your, not who's your Who's your? I'm still waiting for your nine and a half. Uh, you're not getting my nine and a half. Who's your? Um, who's your live? On stage, New Year's Eve opening. Let's dream big. Who are we Seinfeld? dreaming? No, I mean love Jerry. Yeah, we're on a first name basis. <laughs> of course you are. Burr Bargatze. Bill Burr is <gasps> one of my favorites. I Burr like, or Nate. Nate. I I love me some Bill Burr. I grew up when um, this whole idea of owning a comedy club came up almost twenty years ago, when we first opened the first our first club in Philadelphia, which. If your listeners are into comedy and they listen to podcasts, Helium Philadelphia is like a super well-known club that we've just nurtured. And at that point, it was Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo. I mean, for anyone who loves comedy, that that was it. Bill Burr is arguably one of the funniest people alive today. Just so grateful for him doing his podcast every week, which people should listen to in addition to this podcast. Uh. On a weekly and or monthly basis. Absolutely. We're right up there with him. Bill Burr and Greg Giraldo. That's me, alive and dead. I can't thank you guys enough. This has been fun. And this is not our last. Jerry, you're coming back to town. We're going to do another one. We're going to do another one that we're going to air in December. Promise? Pinky swear right now? Yeah, December. And we can talk about who's booked. Who's coming? Surprises, what you named the spot. Let's do it. I'm in. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. 
We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.